Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Greensburg. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Decatur County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, Abdullah Kibjabaz, the program of Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Uh, I'm on vacation this this rest of this month at WIBC, so we're doing this uh, broadcast today on remote from uh, WYRZ Studios in Brownsburg. So thank you to WYRZ for allowing us to use the studios uh, this week. Because look, I'm on vacation. I'm not driving downtown. <laughs> let's uh, let's meet the panel. Uh, he spent 30 years in the Indiana State Senate. The great Jim Merritt. Hello, Robert. Uh, and he's the owner, the operator of IndiePolitics.org, a broadcaster, an attorney. A provocateur, an author, Abdulakim Shabazz. Hello. And actually, uh, WRZ, uh, very happy to have, have us here, but also they run Indian Issues. Oh, okay. yeah. You're Wonderful. Ever, you're ever, and this is actually, Jim, WRZ, <laughs> yes. where we started yes. this program. It was Capital Happenings. Yes, right Capital Happenings. I think we had 102 broadcasts from here. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Let's start with the big news that came down on Thursday. We'd actually just recorded our show when this news came down. It was that evening, Thursday evening, which was John Rust winning that lawsuit against the state of Indiana over the ballot access law, saying that you have to have voted in the previous, uh, or your two previous primary votes have to have been in the party that you're running for in order to be eligible. Uh, Abdul, first of all, I thought Dietrich's ruling, the judge in Marion County, was a pretty pretty thorough ruling multiple areas it wasn't just one area that's going to be tough to win on appeal and Rokita's already asked the Supreme Court to take the case yes uh it was interesting uh, because it was like Thursday afternoon after we recorded everything you know life is good life is quiet on my computer no I actually get a phone call from Judge Eastrich's office hey Abdul you know that case with John Russ and Jim Banks yeah <laughs> the opinion just came down you might want to take a look at it and I was like oh. then after a string of expletives yes <laughs> all sort of all sort of all sort of popped out uh, read the ruling a couple different times, and um, I can't argue with Judge Dietrich's logic. But he's, what he said was, by requiring a candidate to run in two previous primaries, either Democrat or Republican, you're adding additional qualifications to the office. And the Constitution is very clear what those qualifications are. You got to be like either like 21 or in an Indiana Indiana resident. So, from that perspective, uh, I thought it was right. And also too. Uh, that was based on it was it was uh, the U.S. and the U.S. Constitution as well as the state constitution. I thought the state constitution was a lot easier for people uh, to understand by 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 make by saying you got to run in two previous primaries. You're adding additional qualifications. You can't do that. Jim, they changed the law. They being the Republicans changed the law a couple of years ago to go from one primary. We had to vote in a previous primary. To two primaries. Mm-hmm. And you kind of got the feeling in that ruling, when you read that ruling from Dietrich, that the Republicans got too greedy on this, and if it had just been one primary, they'd have been fine. But because they went for that second one, he's going, wait a second, there's 81% of the state that's ineligible to run as a Republican or Democrat under this. That isn't fair. You know, 
I knew this was a big deal when I saw, I picked up my phone and Abdul was calling me. <laughs> I was like, uh, Jim, yeah. FYI. Yeah. And so he never calls me. And so well, we just text back and forth and tweet. But um, yes, I think we got a little greedy, number one. But two, what I want to say is Judge Dietrich is a man of courage. I mean, he is, he is a Republican. Uh, he's, we all know his family. And, uh, and it took a lot of courage to have that uh, come down from his court because he is saying to the establishment, he's saying to the legislature, y- your work is, is trash. And uh, I think that uh, I think the Supreme Court will uh, take it up. But I think Judge Dietrich's decision um, has a lot of merit. And also, too, to keep in mind as well, is that uh, when Judge when Judge Ifrit put out put out his decision? Judge Ifrit is a Republican appointee. Yeah, so you he, can't you can't say he's some super lib or whatever. Right. That and gives it, the foundation. That gives a lot of a lot of gravitas right. to the decision. I, and what I love for people who are who are texting me like he's a rhino, he's not really a Republican. Like, well, actually, he's doing what Republican judges are technically supposed to be doing, which is following the the text of the Constitution, which is pretty clear. These are the qualifications. By making people vote in two previous primaries, what you're doing, you're adding additional qualifications that aren't in the Constitution. Yeah, by the way, I'd like to point out that he was calling me after he called you, and I was also uh, I was working at the time, and he just kept calling. <laughs> Something important is going on here. <laughs> he had not texted me 911, but I thought, well, wow, this is uh, just... Something big and is going on. That. This is a big deal, though, right? Oh, this is, this is a major big oh, deal. It's enormous. I, I would enormous. argue... This is technically the biggest political story in the state of Indiana this year. I think so. Okay, so Jim, obviously, what I was uh, there were ram- there'll be ramifications for this, but what I was surprised by is the open. I mean, it just appeared to be whining from Jim Banks about this, and it's like you have every inherent advantage. You have this tape party behind you. You have a huge name. You've been all over national television. You got infinite money behind you, and you are just throwing a temper tantrum yeah, over this. Yeah, and, and also. Um, Senator B. Banks, uh, he was well, a he's state. not a senator yet. Yeah, I know, but to, it, it's pretty he clear he's going to win. He was one. Though, he was one. Him. He was a state senator. Yeah. And uh, but but yeah, it was kind of interesting because uh, like nine um, eleven that we had, you know, we had an enemy that we focused on, uh, and it, it kind of rallied people. Uh, Congressman Banks now has an opponent uh, to raise money. And so, yeah. uh, it, right now, he's his, smoke this guy, his, right? his campaign was a snooze. Yeah, but he's, he's, he's going to beat Russ. Russ has a lot of money. He'll right. make him have to work for it, but he's going to beat Russ. Yes, he will. And, but now he has a reason to go out and raise money. And, 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 uh, and, and I think before, he probably have, was having a very difficult time uh, getting uh, attention to his race. Why is or he his so team. whiny about it? I mean, he was on social media throwing a temper tantrum over this. I don't know. He, it's he a bad now, look. He now has an opponent. Yeah. And what, you got any background on this? I mean, it, it seemed like they were, I mean, you're validating rust by being so dramatic about this. You know, I mean, let's face it. Rust had given to Republicans. Republicans took Rust's money. They didn't say, I'm not taking money from this super liberal. Rust had voted in a previous Republican primaries. He had done much the same that Mike Braun had done, which he had voted in Democrat primaries, which he claimed is for local offices. We had him on the show, Kendall Casey show this week. It just seems like a very, very dramatic response yeah, yeah, from Jim Abdul, Banks. Don't you think this is going to unite the Republicans behind Banks? Yes and no. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think I think it will I think it will unite the 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 sort of establishment Republicans behind Banks, which the, they already have. Which, which, but this which, this gives it some which, girth. It gives it gives it some dearth. 
what what I what I think this does in the in the in the broader scheme of things is like, hey, Indiana, maybe we need to take a look at our primary system of of how we do things because it would it would, it would have been one thing had to just you know pick your Senate candidates through a nominating convention like I've talked about before, and that's it. But but what Judge Dietrich also mentioned, hey, these things are paid with taxpayer dollars, mm-hmm. yeah, and so therefore that's going to be another issue as well. Oh, imagine I wonder who mentioned that. Yeah, oh, no. it was me. That's right. Well, <laughs> you know, you and I had talked about this at length. Jim, we kind of gone around and around on this. Mm-hmm. You were always the good soldier defending the terrible Republican election law. But I mean, this is ridiculous to say eighty percent of the populace can't run in one of the two major primaries if your law is that restrictive, and that's what Dietrich cited in the ruling. And actually, uh, I'm working on this right now, probably for the next cheat sheet. Um, the reason why this law was put into effect was, I want to say it was because of Trey Hollingsworth. Yeah. Because Trey, Absolutely. Because Trey Hollingsworth, because uh, I also want to say, too, that uh, John Russ's uh, county chairperson uh, used to work for, uh, is a district director for Aaron Houchin. Well, one say when she was in the Senate, sponsored the legislation, and you can see how this. Oh yeah, there's a link. How this no whole question. how this whole trilateral commission tentacles of Odessa thing starts mm-hmm. off. Well, mm-hmm. let's talk about the county chairperson because I think Dietrich cited that in his ruling as well. If I'm, uh, you know, this ruling better than anybody now, that you got one person who is deciding whether people live or die, and it's like this county chairperson. If she just said, "Well, I like John Ross, and I'm not a Jim Banks fan," you can run. He wouldn't have even filed a lawsuit. There's no reason an unelected person should have that much power. Exactly. At, at least, at least not, not 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 in that perspective. That's why I say it's it's time to move away from, like I said once again, it's time to move away from primaries and and also well, too. Well, how about just let the parties fund their own primaries and then you do whatever you want. Yeah, and and, and the other thing too that uh, Judge Dietrich said as well, which I thought was interesting, that you know participation and being a member are two totally different mm-hmm. right different mm-hmm. concepts right. And you know it would be better for the federal be better for the Republican Party in Indiana to go to a convention. I can remember how upset Governor Wickham was that he didn't get the U.S. Senate uh, nod, and Dick Luger did. And but I still think that it, it it would be a good idea for the Republican Party to really look closely at this and go to a go to a convention where you nominate your U.S. Senate candidate. Yeah, I just don't understand. I mean, they're so mad about this. And it's like, it's not just banks. It, like, these known politicians, Republican mm-hmm. politicians, mm-hmm. are just throwing temper tantrums mm-hmm. about this. And you're looking at this going, so you're openly telling 80% of the populace, we want your money. We can't run primaries without your money. Mm-hmm. But we don't want you to be able to be a part of the process. Mm-hmm. We force you to mm-hmm. pay for it. I mean, that just comes off as so tone deaf. But on the are, other, are you, are you saying Robert Kendall that political parties want to try to control the process? <laughs> really? But, but, but I'm also, shocked to find gambling going but, on but, here. But then you'll get uh, the idea if you have a convention uh, that that uh, the Republican Party, Democrat Party, are siloed and nobody can participate. So either way, you get criticized. Uh, let's talk about, by the way, it's Statehouse Happenings, Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, Abdul Akeem Shabazz. Let's talk about what you wrote, which is you think, Abdul, you being Abdul, that the judge in the case, while he didn't rule on it, he certainly made or gave a nod to the signature requirement, and you seem to think that that may be the next thing on the chopping block. The signature requirement is you have to get 500, unless you're Todd Young, you have to get 500 verified signatures in all nine congressional districts. Now, what, what do you base that on? Uh, basically, uh, the judge wrote, wrote a paragraph basically saying that, you know, having run in two primaries, 
makes about as much sense as having to, having to get the signatures. And so I thought that was an interesting opening. And I don't, uh, I don't know if Judge Dietrich left an opening for someone to challenge the signature requirement. Now, I heard Nikki Kelly uh, on Killing Case here this week. Saying yeah, she's very dismissive, and I, she's normally not that way. But I, th- I agreed with you. Saying, that, saying the signature requirement has been challenged before. But I don't know how that challenge went into effect. Right. Yeah, I, I, I thought – I and look, you know, my opinion is the, kind of the same as yours. That 500 is ridiculous. There's got to be a middle ground between, as you refer to it, the ballot looking like a CVS receipt and someone having to spend $150,000, you know, to pay people to get signatures to, to so get on the ballot. So you think there ought to be signatures, period? I, I, don't, I don't know what the answer is. I know it's not – I know it's not 500. I, don't, I, I know somebody should have to hire – when I worked for Marlon Stutzman, I would guess he spent – and that was seven years ago now. It'll be eight years ago. In staff, staffing alone, I bet he spent over $100,000. So it's got to be – and we talked oh, to – It we, has to be $150,000. $150,000 to get, to get signatures. Yeah, and well. that's, that's ridiculous. It, it does not allow regular people. And then you run into a thing like Danny Niederberger ran into where his signatures are sitting in the Marion County uh, office and he can't get them out. And then the Secretary of State goes, doesn't matter. Well, he's, this thing is snowed in. I can't get in there. It doesn't matter. Uh, it's just – there's got to be some sort of middle ground between some sort of, hey, you're a legitimate person running for public office versus you can't, unless you're a sitting congressman, senator, or super rich like John Ruster, Mike Braun, you can't get on the ballot. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of merit to that. I've used that twice. But it's your uh, name. Yeah, the, your ti- you should trademark that. I, there's, I, that should be your show. <laughs> that, that should be your, uh, your merit in the morning. There's a lot of merit to that. I think that. Uh, uh, I, I think that people have to be able you know, myself, I was thinking about running for governor myself, but I looked at the awesome task of raising five to 10 to $15 million, number one, and two, these signatures. Yeah. And, and I was planning on having a volunteer force going out and getting the, the signatures. Now, now the whole idea of 500 per congressional district, uh, maybe some people would want to do it per county. And, and per capita, per county. I don't know, but there has to be a better way to show that you have the support in the Republican Party to be on the ballot. Now, in the, now defense of the signature requirement, what, what the parties will say is it's not, it's not to, get, to, get, to get the signatures of 500, ver, 500 verified voters at, at, in, in the aggregate is not that difficult. See, in Indiana, instead of like 6.5 million people, you're only talking, you know, 500 signatures per congressional, mm-hmm. progressive mm-hmm. district. So they'll say, "Tell Curtis Hill that." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll they'll say it's really not that much. It's not that hard to do. You just got to work at it, because because in Illinois we have petition requirements, uh-huh. but but the law allows for petition mm-hmm. requirements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Rokita, Rokita decided to challenge this to the Supreme Court. Russ said he thought that he was surprised that he challenged it. I. T- I don't know. I'll, I'll go to you. You're a lawyer. Are you surprised Rakita's petitioning the Supreme Court to take a look at this? Because I think he's going to lose. I think everybody thinks he's going to lose. And it's just going to give Rust more free publicity. I mean, it was a good ruling, ruling by well, Dietrich. Well, as Attorney General, you, you have to defend the law. I mean, that, that's just your, mm-hmm. your job. And I have an issue when the Attorney General say, well, I'm not going to defend it. Then the Saints go get outside counsel to go do whatever. Mm-hmm. That, you don't get to pick and choose your, your battles. Mm-hmm. You, you defend what the law is because that, that's your job. Now, with that said, I think uh, on the on the state claim about uh, adding additional requirements to run for office, that's that's about as solid and airtight as you could possibly mm-hmm. yeah possibly but, get. But doesn't it throw a um, hanger or a wrench into the works for this coming election? Um, and, and that's probably why uh, Rikidi wanted to to go to the Supreme Court because it 
it does um, change things dramatically on, on the on the political landscape. Well, no one's no one's issued a stay or anything. He hasn't filed right. what's called into uh, he hasn't filed an appeal. He's filed an appeal, but hasn't issued hasn't asked for a stay mm-hmm. yet. That's now, probably next. Yeah. Now I haven't checked it uh, as of today. But mm-hmm. when we get done recording, I will. You think Rakita knows to even ask for that? Don't don't get don't get. <laughs> Rakita may, may have his own ballot issues. We're, we're going to get to him in just a, just a, just a second. This is – look, I think this is one of the most important things I've had in a long time in Indiana politics, especially if this thing is upheld at the Supreme Court. you both agree with that? I mean, what other side do you come down on it with? Well, I, I think, number one, for the moment, uh, I think it's enormous because, you know, if you're a candidate for governor and you're going out and paying people to get signatures but you don't have to uh, – you know, it's uh, well. It's I'm, I'm, just, dicey I'm, right I'm now. saying the, the the ruling that is in effect with the parties, though, I think is a oh, huge, oh, huge yeah. issue. I do, I do. It, it it goes back to when I was Marion County Chairman, and I and I was sued because we we did not want uh, pre-election voting, yeah, and and because it wasn't safe at that time, uh, and and when you get sued by 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 uh, people from the uh, public sector, it means a lot. It and it, it changed politics in Marion County, Abdul. No, I agree. I agree. And, and like I said, once again, I think this is the biggest of, of all the top 10 sort of political stories of this year. I would say this is the biggest political story in India and uh, of 2023 and probably of the 21st century. Freedomfoodsindiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. Freedomfoodsindiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. All right, so let's uh, switch gears here. It's Rob Kendall. It's Dula Kim Shabazz. It's Jim Merritt. The program is Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Uh, it's almost 2024, and the biggest story of 2024, at least to start the year, who knows, in a presidential year, in a governor's year, what uh, might happen, but is Todd Rokita. And let's kind of reset to everybody what's going on. Uh, Todd Rokita is the Attorney General for the State of Indiana. He was reprimanded by the state Supreme Court after uh, charges were brought from the Indiana Disciplinary Commission about comments he made on Fox News about an abortion doctor uh, performing an abortion on a, a young girl from Ohio, made national news. He was reprimanded. They said that was not behavior becoming of, of someone of his office, someone who's chief law enforcement officer for the state of Indiana. Rokita's part of that, admitted in an affidavit that he did these things. He would not be able to defend them in front of the court. And in exchange for that, he was not did not have his law license suspended. He was reprimanded. Everybody goes their own way. Almost as soon as that ruling comes down, he fires off this press release where he basically says, ah, I could have defended it. I could have I probably beat it, but I wanted to save the taxpayers a bunch of time and money. And so, uh, you know, blah, and, and it's all worded in classic Rokita fashion. Some citizen, the public at large, and then some specific citizens raise their hand and say, wait a second. This guy signed an affidavit saying he did the things. And now he comes out and says he didn't do the things. Well, if that's the case, then he signed an affidavit in front of the court, which that, that's, Abdul, correct, that's penal, penalty of perjury, right? Yeah. Yeah. So these two things cannot be true. We're filing another complaint based on that. And uh, you, I think we had talked about this last week on State House Happenings. Abdul, he was going to be heaving Rokita in some real hot water on this because these two things cannot be true. And now the, the latest news is the disciplinary commission has moved to have those records unsealed so that the entire public can see exactly what Todd Rokita signed. Yes. 
And uh, it's also important to remember, too, that one of the people who filed the complaint used to work for the disciplinary commission in this exact same area about lawyer and lawyer misconduct. And, and the rule uh, that, Tom, that they're accusing Tom Rakita of violating is one of the most important rules of professional conduct, which is you do not lie to a tribunal or, or a hearing. You just don't do that. And, and remember, too, it was a three to two decision the last go around. And the two who voted no, Justice Rush, I think Justice Goff, who, who, who was what it were, didn't think the punishment was hard enough. So I could see, you know, obviously they'll look, look at the facts and be, be unbiased, but I could see Justice Rush like, see, I told you guys yeah. he was going to do this crap again. Okay, mm-hmm. so, Jim, you obviously, remember we interviewed the Supreme Court Chief oh, Justice one time? Mm-hmm. Along think, with the governor that day. Think we get either one of those again? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we talked about last week how, hey, look, it was – Three to two to begin with for Rokita to not get his law license suspended. And they're not going to take kindly of to come back here. And the fact that the disciplinary commission is moving immediately to say, hey, let's unseal this record so so there is no doubt about what Todd Rokita signed in this affidavit. And then let's compare it to his press release. It tells me they think they've got a very good case to go get this guy again. And, and you know, there are some folks that have told me that, they're never going to throw him out of office. Uh, and, and and what because, do you think? Because the politics. What do you think? I don't. I think he is so dislikable that if anybody could get thrown out, it would be him. Uh, well, I agree. And and uh, those five people in the Supreme Court are human. Yeah. And and um, uh, when your supreme, your chief justice of the Supreme Court is is a nay, uh, along with uh, Justice Goff, uh, it, it it would probably be pretty easy to turn the uh, at least a third vote. And so. I, th- I think the Attorney General needs to take this very seriously. I think unsealing those records is going to be, uh, the media is just, including my friend Abdul, is just going to um, ha- have a field day on it. And, and so it, it's these, these, these issues, these, these, these eruptions that the Attorney General has are just unforced errors. And it doesn't have anything to do with... with um, being attorney general and the way he's doing it. Now, what we talked about with with uh, Judge Dietrich's decision, uh, the legislature expects the attorney general to appeal that and appeal to the Supreme Court because the, uh, the legislature always has this intention of what the law should be. And now that now the court has said that it's unconstitutional and not acceptable, uh, the legislature... Uh, if if they haven't demanded it, Rokita knows they expect him to appeal it. Yeah, but you got now you got a ding dong who the Supreme Court doesn't like arguing cases in front of the Supreme Court. Well, you know, um, when 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 uh, Curse Hill was Attorney General, and there was a lot of action in the House Republican Caucus to uh, throw him out of office. I um, I along with many people in the Republican Caucus in the Senate refused to even listen to it because. Uh, the attorney general was elected by the citizens of the state of Indiana. And and uh, we weren't going to have some piece of legislation that throws him out of office. So it really, the, the next six months will be very interesting. Okay, so and, and another thing to keep in mind, too, is that uh, Rakita's, one of Rakita's defenses is that he's being challenged on, on – on, it's, it's the First Amendment. <laughs> Say, I'm not making this up. Yeah. Saying I have a First Amendment rights to speak out about, about the life issue, and he put out a, a bizarre statement. Accused the court of uh, being pressured by by the woke mob and woke media, and the media's already got their minds made up. I the like him. the, pro- the problem is he, and we talked about this, I think, last week on the show. 
when it was Curtis Hill, he said this court's great and they're conservative and they're not a pull. I think you were comparing him said this is not some Pelosi clown show or something like that. I mean, so he's already said the court's great, but now they're, when they're doing the same thing and using the same standard, well, now they're 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 now kneeling. now, now, now yeah. it's a clown show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So his uh, his actual statement was. I am not aware of any requirement to indicate contrition with every public statement I make. Nothing I said or signed was false. The Attorney General's office cannot unconfuse a media who has a predetermined narrative. I think that was directed at us because uh, there's, there's no one he hates more than you and me. And, well, this is your fault because <laughs> I— And I'm a part of this clown show, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've ruined every friendship Jim ever had in the state house. But, but it's, again, it's like you say, if you are somebody who is vested in Rokita's political future— you got to get a muzzle. Well, you, or yeah, you tweeted about that. Yeah, it, you got to. You got to like somebody's got to just wrap this guy in a straitjacket because he's well, killing himself. Well, obviously, he's not listening to anybody. He's doing this. There, there, there are two courts. There's the court of public opinion. There's the legal court. When you're in legal court, you shut up. Yeah. If it's just a court of public opinion, you can say whatever you want. Yeah, this is a woke mob. Blah blah blah. But but once your butt is on the line, legalized, either whether it's you know license or criminal or civil liability, you shut up. Does he get that? You both obviously do. not. You know him. Yeah, I well, I did. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I think he, uh, I, I think when he ran for the U.S. Senate, and he turned into like Donald Trump the third, and 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 tried to muscle his way into the nomination past Braun, past Luke Messer. I think I think there was no turning back from that. He he he's, he turned into a you know you know a loud. Um, Crushing, you know, stem winder. Uh, but he's not good candidate. at it. He's not. Some people are good, like, I'm pretty good at being obnoxious. <laughs> I mean, it's part of the it's part of the job. Well, right? but, but he's not but good at the it. The attorney general is very good at conventions and very good at Lincoln Day dinners. Uh, he won the the convention with uh, being secretary of state. He won the convention as as attorney general, uh, and he has. As we've talked about so many times, he's got fifteen or twenty percent of the Republican support just rolling but, out of bed in the morning. But in the in the uh, public opinion, which is not a Lincoln Day dinner, it's not it's not the county party breakfast. It's not the establishment. There is a there is a way to be likable in your obnoxiousness, mm-hmm. and I have made a living doing that for many many years. You mm-hmm. do it with a smile on your face, and mm-hmm. it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. And Bill, there's nothing entertaining about this guy. He's just ridiculous. He gives a full letter word that rhymes with jerk. So yeah. just leave it at that. Well, but, but let's let's talk about that a little bit. When when you see him at events, there are senior citizens and, and ladies and men that um, just kind of swoon, and and he has such a, a a firm bond with the grassroots and and the the people. Is that the problem? Though? He can't separate himself from that, and he's in an environment with this law stuff where you I have think to that, separate yourself. I, I think that gives him a foundation. Just like it does uh, former President Trump to um, do what he thinks is necessary, but 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 he's also uh, I even I even think Rakita, although he's a pain in the butt, he's still smart enough to see potentially the right on the wall, which would be why his office has been researching removal of the Attorney General from office. And you know that, yes. Uh, okay, so let's let's work through. We got about three minutes left here. Let's work through this. Option one, I think everybody believes something now is going to happen to him. They're not going to reprimand him again. They're not going to unseal this and then not do anything. Right. So option, especially when you had two vote, judges previously vote to do worse. Option one is a 30-day suspension. 
Is option two a year, or is there? Can they do anything in between? They can do. Uh, they can do. They can do whatever they want. Uh, one is like a 180 day suspension with either automatic reinstatement, or you have to petition to get your license back. Doesn't that sound like what it might be? And if they if they do 180 days and don't automatically get your license back, then Rakit is no longer an attorney. He's no longer a licensed attorney. He must step down. Well, those, that is the point, though, is that I and I tend to agree with you on this. Look, I don't like Rokita. You don't like Rokita, but I think we try to be when we make predictions. The, the like facts this, are the facts. Well, so. right. We, when you try to make a prediction on this, you're saying, look, they previously two of them wanted to suspend you then. And now they're going to go to the other three and go, this guy doesn't get it. Even if you hit him for 30 days, he's going to be mouthing off the entire time. He's got the – say what you want to Curtis. Curtis went away. Curtis did his thing. And then Curtis came back. He, he played by the rules. I think if I'm one of the two that voted, no, I'm working really hard to get this guy disbarred. Only one vote. Yeah, really. Well, well, let's, let's think about that. Then the convention – he's up for re-election. The convention comes in June. Six months uh, – can he run for re-election? It depends. Uh, <laughs> it, it depends on whether his license is. is it depends whether li- it depends what time and whether his license is reinstated. Automatic reinstatement. We have to go back and petition because we've got a petition. That's going to take a while. So he could le- leave the office of attorney general. They put in a and uh, the governor appoints an attorney general, and that 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 new attorney general could run against Todd. In the convention. <laughs> yep. When he's running for his old job. Oh, man. That's, uh, boy, who would I cheer for in that one? Holcomb against Rakita. Boy, that would just be talk about. <laughs> I'll, I'll take Eric any day. Talk about Freddie versus Jason there where you just want them both to lose. Oh, boy, this is a great show. And uh, as always, our pa- panel is just the best in all the darn land. The great Jim Merritt. Abdul Aqib Shabazz, thank you, my friends. You're the best. Thank you. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Bill Kim Shabazz, Jim Merritt. The program is Statehouse Happening. It's your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. You can find Abdul on Twitter at A-T-T-Y-Abdul, at A-T-T-Y-Abdul. Uh, Jim Merritt on Twitter at Jim underscore Merritt at Jim underscore Merritt. And me, I'm on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall at Rob M. Kendall. For Abdul Akeem Shabazz, for Jim Merritt, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.